Welcome! I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Romans. Today's episode 548. Look at Romans chapter 10, verses 5 through 13. Let's read our passage. Since Moses writes about the righteousness that is from the law, the one who does these things will live by them. But the righteousness that comes from faith speaks like this. Do not say in your heart who will go up to heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will go down into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. On the contrary, what does it say? The message is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. This is the message of faith that we proclaim. If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness. One confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. The scripture says, everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame, since there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is Paul's letter to the church in Rome. Paul is sending this background theology to the gospel. He intends to go to Rome on his way to Spain after he accompanies the collection back to Jerusalem. He wants to strengthen the church in Rome, and he's providing this letter in advance of that. He's explaining the gospel, that the sin is a problem, a universal problem. Everyone has the same problem of sin, that they need forgiveness. And the only solution to sin is to be declared righteous by God, and that results from faith. So justification by faith is the theme of this letter. The Jews aren't in any special circumstance to where they don't need justification by faith any more than the Gentiles do. And so now he's been answering the question, well, what about Israel? If Gentiles can come to God, why did God invent the Mosaic Law? Why did he have the nation of Israel? And Paul's going through that because one of the big questions is, the Jews, who are the people of God, the people who know who God is, the people who have the scriptures, they seem, by and large, to be rejecting the gospel. Why is that? So Paul's dealing with the whole issue of, what about Israel? What about the law? And really hammering this point that you cannot be made righteous by the law. You can only be made righteous by faith. So he's been comparing contrasting some things about righteousness. Back in chapter 9, verses 30 and 31, he contrasted the righteousness based on faith versus the law of righteousness. Then last time we saw in chapter 10, verse 3, the righteousness of God versus their own righteousness. And today he repeats this contrast with the righteousness based on law versus the righteousness based on faith. The theme of the letter is justification by faith. Justification means to declare righteous. And so he's been talking about righteousness. And the whole point that he's dealing with this stuff now is you cannot be made righteous by following the Mosaic Law. Well, then why have the Mosaic Law? Well, the point was that that's what righteous people do is they follow the Mosaic Law. The Mosaic Law gives a picture of what it looks like to follow God and do what God has said, but it doesn't result in righteousness. Righteousness only comes through faith. Let's dive into it. We start with verse 5, but verse 5 is really a continuation of verse 4 that we looked at last time. So let's go back and look at verse 4. 
He said, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. Then he continues that thought in verse 5. Since Moses writes about the righteousness that is from the law, the one who does these things will live by them. He's quoting from Leviticus 18, verse 5. Now, in its original context, it's a call to follow the law, to live by the law. And Moses said, the one who does these things will live by them. Now, if you actually correctly interpreted what Moses is saying, Moses is saying that this is a faith response to God's covenantial grace. The fact that God has established this covenant with the people of Israel, the faith response is to follow the law that God has given. But people are people, and they tend to get confused, and instead of looking to follow the law as a faith response to his grace, they instead look to the law as a source of life. Moses said, we'll live by them. Well, it must be a source of life then. The law is what brings life. The law is what brings salvation. No, that's not what it meant. And that's why Paul's quoting it is that's why you guys look at this thing as a source of life. So you guys think you're following Moses. You really aren't. That's where you're looking for righteousness from the law. There isn't any. Verse 6, but the righteousness that comes from faith speaks like this. Do not say in your heart, who will go up to heaven, that is to break Christ down. Well, this is kind of confusing. Here in verses 6, 7, and 8, he's quoted from Deuteronomy. In Deuteronomy 9, 4, Moses says, do not say in your heart. And he kind of links that to these three things that follow. So, do not say in your heart, who will go up to heaven? That's from Deuteronomy 30, 12. Or in verse 7, do not say in your heart, who will go down to the abyss? That's from Deuteronomy 30, 13. And then down in verse 8, he quotes from Deuteronomy 30, 14. Now, Deuteronomy 30, it's closing out Deuteronomy. This is almost the end of Moses' life. And these are boiling it down to Moses' final words. And he talks to them about going and possessing the promised land, the land that God has promised them. And he tells them that if you are faithful and obey God and follow God and are faithful to God, then God will bless you and you will live abundantly in this promised land. But then there's also a curse. If you don't faithfully follow God, then it's not going to go well for you. You're actually going to get displaced from the land. And that's actually what happens with the Babylonian exile, is they are displaced from the land. So if we actually look in Deuteronomy chapter 30, he's making the point that this isn't a secret that you've got to go figure out. I've plainly given you these instructions. He said in uh, Deuteronomy 30, starting verse 11, This command that I give you today is certainly not too difficult or beyond your reach. It is not in heaven so that you have to ask who will go up to heaven to get it for us and proclaim it to us so that we may follow it. It is not across the sea so that you have to ask who will cross the sea to get it for us and proclaim it to us so that we may follow it. But the message is very dear to you in your mouth and in your heart so that you may follow it. So Moses is saying, okay, you've been given plain instructions here. Just do it. It's not that you have to go figure it out. You don't have to go to heaven to get it. You don't have to go across the sea to get it. You, you have it now. 
So just do it. So Paul is using little fragments from that and then tacking on things. So he says in verse 6, Do not say in your heart, Who will go up to heaven? That is to bring Christ down. Then in verse 7, Or, Who will go down into the abyss? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. Now he uses abyss here where Deuteronomy said sea. But often in Jewish thinking, the sea and the abyss were kind of close, closely related. And it, it fits better with bringing Christ up from the dead. But what's his point here? And Moses was saying in, in Deuteronomy, you've got the law. It's been given to you. You don't have to go looking for it. You don't have to go to heaven to find it. You don't have to cross the sea to find it. You've got it right now. And so what Paul is saying here is, similarly, you've got the gospel here right now. You don't have to go to heaven. You have to go to the abyss, and you can't, but God can, and God has. You don't have to go to heaven, that is to bring Christ down, because God has sent Christ down. You don't have to go to the abyss to raise Christ up, because God has raised Jesus up from the dead. So things that are impossible for people to do, God has done. And just as Moses was saying, you have the law right here before you. Paul's saying, and you have the gospel right here before you. And that is the source of righteousness. Where the law will not provide righteousness. The law is just instructions on how to live as a righteous person. Where the gospel is how to experience the righteousness of God. Verse 8, on the contrary, what does it say? The message is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. That's from Deuteronomy, where Moses is saying, you've got the message right here. It's in your mouth and in your heart. Then Paul adds, this is the message of faith that we proclaim. Because on verse 9, he says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And we often quote that and Try to make a distinction between the confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. What he's doing there is he's just using the same words that Moses used in Deuteronomy. Verse 8, Deuteronomy 30, 14. The message is near you in your mouth and in your heart. So he's using the same words here, your mouth and your heart. If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. He's not really saying two different things here. What he's saying, the same thing, is come to Christ. Come to faith in Christ. Believe God and confess Christ as Savior. Then he continues verse 10. One believes with the heart, resulting in righteousness. One confesses with the mouth, resulting in salvation. Now, is there really a difference? No. He's just using the words from Deuteronomy here, mouth and heart. When you... Confess Jesus as Lord because you believe that he is the Savior, then God declares you righteous. That is, you are justified by faith. That's what brings about salvation. So he's not talking two different things. In verse 11, For the scripture says, Everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. That's a quote from Isaiah 28:16, And he's applying it to Jesus here. Everyone who believes on him will not be put to shame. Verse 12, since there's no distinction between Jew and Greek, because the same Lord of all richly blesses all who call on him, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. That last phrase, everybody who calls on the, Lord, the name of the Lord will be saved, is from Joel 2.32. So 
But Paul is using a lot of Old Testament quotes here. And he's speaking to both the Jews and the Gentiles here. And his point is the gospel is consistent with the Old Testament. It's not that God has thrown away the Old Testament. The gospel is consistent. The gospel is a call to faith. The Old Testament was a call to faith, along with what living in faith looks like. But where people got confused was that they took the attitude that if you just do what the law says, then you will be declared righteous. And it's not the way it works. And he's been talking about the Jews primarily, but now he adds here in verse 12, there's no distinction between Jew and Greek. That's the same word all read blesses all who call on him. Now, he made that point before, that justification by faith was for everyone. That the Jew, the Greek, anyone needs justification by faith. Now he's bringing it back to, and the way that works is faith in Jesus Christ. And by exercising faith in Jesus Christ, trusting God, believing God, then it will be credited to you for righteousness, just as it was with Abraham. So the Old Testament always called for living by faith, but then gave a picture of what living by faith looks like. But by the time of Jesus, it got turned into following the law results in righteousness. Remember the theme of Paul's letter here, justification by faith. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Romans 